the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from 3rd Avenue North, the Great Plains Food Bank in Fargo, North Dakota. We'd like to thank the Great Plains Food Bank for having us in, letting us do our show live from here. If you missed the first hour, it'll be up on podcast soon. But the Great Plains Food Bank is the only food bank in North Dakota, in our area. And so what they do is they provide food for all the emergency food pantries, all these places. And so this is the bank, that's how we say, that they all go to to, to get their food. I'm looking out over 36,000 feet of warehouse stacked real high too, Brandon. <laughs> and so, what's happening is we, we just want to thank them because hunger is is real in our area, in, in our culture, you know. And, and and we need to know that feeding the hungry is one of the greatest things we can do. So again, thanks so much for the Great Plains Food Bank for allowing us to come in and for the great work that they do here in our community. All right. Well, our next guest is Father Damien Schill. He served as a priest of the Diocese of Fargo from 1987 to 1998. He's now the Chief of Chaplain Service at the Minneapolis Veterans Administration Healthcare System. His book, Cooking and Eating with Father Damien and Friends, Volume 2, is available at Hurley's Religious Goods Store in Fargo. Welcome, Father Damien, to the show. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it, because, you know, you, you got to hit me with this right between breakfast and lunch, and you're making me hungry just talking about it. So, <laughs> But anyway, thanks for being with us. We appreciate that. 
of course, you're going to talk about feeding the stomach and feeding the soul uh, because recently you published your second part of a three-part cookbook series. Tell us about that. Well, it, was, it got to be so many recipes that it just all didn't wouldn't fit into one. The first volume was soups, salads, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The second volume is all entrees. And the third volume, which will be out next Easter, will be um, desserts. Mm-hmm. So, so why, why write the cookbook, Father? What, what was your uh, impetus, your, your initiative behind that? Well, originally, um, Rayanne Leith, who was our housekeeper at Holy Spirit when I was there, and then she worked at Cardinal Manch also, and then became the bishop's cook and housekeeper in Fargo. Um, her and I liked to cook. We used to cook together all the time. Nice. And we, we decided, you know, 25, 30 years ago we were going to do this, but never quite got around to it. Mm-hmm. And so Rayanne developed um, breast cancer, and then a few years ago, I developed an inoperable um, brain problem, and which I was I was fully recovered from. But anyway, uh, I told Rayanne, I said, we need to do this if we're going to do this, because otherwise we'll never quite get around to it. And so we did. We started on it, but then Rayanne's breast cancer got worse and worse, and eventually she died. And so the cookbook originally was going to be called Cooking and Eating with Rayanne and Father Damien, mm. but we changed the name after she died. Sure, sure. You know, Father Damien, show we're talking about, about the cookbook. You know, you ha- you said something that really struck a chord with me. The whole idea of eating, you know, I mean, obviously it goes back, you know, to, to, to the beginning of time, right, to the beginning of, of, of our being here, and something that's so important. For instance, you hear... Uh, people talk about how important the family table is, how important a shared meal is. You know, you talked about cooking together with someone. You know, preparing the, the, uh, a meal—it's a social event. It's a, it's a community event. It really helps us connect. Maybe talk a little bit about that. How important it is when we're preparing and eating and sharing food. It's a way that we connect and and get to know each other better. Well, I think this is one of the things that's lost in our time period because families are so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, doing many different things. And I work here in a hospital, which is different than working in a parish. And so I see the busy lives that our medical staff have, as well as our other people who work here. And I have the, the lady who is my direct report, Amy Archer. She's the social work executive. She makes it the point every night that her husband and her and her two children have dinner together every night. Mm-hmm. And her kids are teenagers, you know, and so it's just a lot of stuff. But she knows how important it is. And they're people of faith, too. They, they are Lutheran go to the Lutheran Church, um, but it's just so central to family life, and she just makes the point that this is just the way it's going to be in our family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's something that we all do. We're talking with Father Damien Schill about uh, the importance of feeding our uh, bodies and feeding our soul, and I think we can kind of throw it in there, feeding our 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 connections, you know, with family and whatnot. You know, it's something, eating is something we all need to do. And I think of it this way, Father, that, I mean, not that I never eat fast foods, you know, sometimes you do, but generally speaking, two things. Number one, generally it's not as healthy as if we cook on ourselves. And the second thing is, generally it's not as healthy as far as relationships go, because as you mentioned, we're so busy eating instead of becoming this, you know, half hour at least, or maybe an hour where we sit down, connect, share, enrich our relationships, it just becomes another blip on the radar, something we do between or as we're going to our next activity. There's a little danger there, isn't there? There's a lot of danger there, you know, and it's, it's easy to go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, you just drive through, you get your stuff, you're eating in your car, and you're on your way. But it, it you know, 
the breakdown of the family is a very serious matter in our society. And as um, Catholics, you know, it's our responsibility to try and rebuild society. And if I may, I want to read to you just part of the introduction to my second volume. And Please it, it kind of talks about what we're talking about right now, if that's all right with you. Please do, Father, yes. Okay, it's, I'm just reading directly from my book. In my life, everything revolves around Christ, the Eucharist, friends, family, and fine dining. In our very rushed world, there's rarely an opportunity to just sit down and enjoy a meal together. Christ came and shared many meals with the apostles and with others who were in his life. Before he left us, he celebrated the Last Supper, the Eucharistic banquet. He gave us the holy sacrifice of the Mass. This is the very essence of our Catholic faith. This is where we encounter Jesus Christ in our daily lives. When I am cooking, I am thinking about those I am preparing the meal for. I want them to have the best food and the best experience possible when dining in my home. Also time for much sharing my life with my family and my friends. This is the same as Christ wanted for us when he gave us the Mass. Every Mass should be celebrated with reverence and respect, because every meal prepared is with love and service in mind. Wow. I love that, Father Damien, and I love the the great connections obviously you make to the Eucharist. Let's let's go and talk about that a little bit. Just as we need food to be nourished for our journey here on Earth, you know, for for health, for 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 energy, and and, and to sustain life, we also need the food of the Eucharist to help us along our way as well, don't we? We do, and and people are starving, and mm-hmm. the Catholic people are starving because they don't go to mass as often, or they don't believe that Christ is truly present. Or the Mass is, you know, rush, 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 let's get out of here and get on to our next thing. So we're not really taking the time to spend in quiet reflection with our Lord and sharing in community and celebrating the Eucharist and the Mass, and then giving thanks to God. You know, because a lot of times you'll hear, I will hear anyway, I don't get anything out of Mass. Mm -hmm. It's like, what did you put into Mass? Mm -hmm. We go to Mass to worship God. We don't go to Mass to get something out of it. We may get something out of it, too. But if we're going there just to get something, then we're missing the whole point of the Mass, which is our celebration of the Eucharist and our worship of God and His mightiness, and that we are His creatures, and He is our Creator, and it's our duty to worship Him. That's true. And in worshiping Him, bringing our gifts, He gives the greatest gift of all, which is Himself. Exactly. Amazing. You know, as, as you're talking there, Father, about, and, and you're right, mass can become for so many people just like that fast food. I think of it as fast food. I call it fast faith, right? I mean, it, you're, you're, you're doing the same thing. It's almost a drive-thru, right? You do park, but you, maybe you come in late, you know, maybe you receive and leave early. We're going to call it the Judas shuffle. You know, it, it's just another duty that you checked off rather than this real meal where we're supposed to connect. As you, as you mentioned, the biggest thing is we are worshiping God. You know, so for the family, which is the domestic church, obviously it's important to eat together the meals around the table, but it's also important to worship God together and our family of families, the church, isn't it? Absolutely. And if we start exempting ourselves from the Mass, it's very easy then to become very disconnected. If we no longer believe that Christ is truly present in the Eucharist, then why go? You know, it, there's other things to do. And so we have to, a whole learning experience that we need to do as Catholics, again, to what is the Mass, why do we go to Mass, and why it's so important to be at Mass. So true. Talking with Father Damien Schill, his latest book, Cooking and Eating with Father Damien and Friends, Volume 2, is available at Hurley's Religious Goods Store in 
Fargo. Well, Father, this is wonderful. So tell us a little bit now, uh, maybe some personal reflections. What does it mean to you to be able to share, you know, this gift of of, of sharing food recipes and, and like, for instance, the prayer you have at the beginning, you know, the, the, the reflection is amazing. Tell us what it means to you and how you feel God's called you to this. Well, when I, before I was ordained, I lived in Denver, and I used to have dinner parties, and I used to hire people, you know, to do it, and it's like, it's kind of expensive to do that. And so I figured, if you can read, you can cook. Well, I can read, and uh-huh, so yeah. I can uh-huh. cook, you know, and so one of the things with Rayanne and I both, we, the preparation is really the best part for us. You know, we just, like, prepare, we want to get everything perfect, and do it. And so Brianne and I connected so well on that, and it was so hard when she, when she died, and for her family, of course, too, but a great loss for the, for the Church also in her service that she gave to the Church. Absolutely. No, that, that makes such good sense. You know, I, I'm the thinking here as, as, as we're talking, Father, sitting down, well, let's, let's put it this way. We strive for excellence in everything we do. It's, it's on our heart, right? We, we, want, we want the perfect, right? I mean, that, that's on our hearts. And, of course, the most perfect prayer God has given us here on earth is the Mass, and we need that. But also, there's something to be said for a high-quality, great meal, isn't there? Absolutely. You know, because the more we love someone, the more we want to give them the best. You know, and if our meals, just again, like macaroni and cheese on a box, constantly. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you can't do it on occasion. Right, right. But if everything is, is that, it's then what's the point? And it's the same thing with the Mass. If the Mass isn't celebrated properly in the right, you know, mode, this is like, how quickly can we get through this and get out of here? Then we're losing the whole thing of sharing, of being together, of quiet, of reflection. You know, we're so busy with our TVs and our cell phones and iPads and all this sort of stuff. We just need to take the time to sit down and be with one another, share with one another, whether it's just, you know, having a nice, simple meal together. It doesn't have to be elaborate all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, something that we can do together as a family and as we can do together as friends. So true, we're talking with Father Damien Schill. By the way, we're coming at you live here from the Great Plains Food Bank in Fargo, North Dakota. Father Damien, you said something that just, again spark this in my mind. You talked about you know sitting down, eating as a family. You talked about we're so busy with our things. Maybe a word about this too, because I've been to places and I know places where people, are, they're sitting down eating quote-unquote together, but they're texting on their phones, they're looking at the TV. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I was having dinner with my friend recently at the St. Paul Grill here in the Twin Cities. And there was a, a husband and a wife who were sitting at the table next to us and the entire meal, I don't think they spoke to each other. <laughs> they were both on their phones. You know, they, when the waitress would come, they would just move their phone to take their food, but they just never, it's like, why are you here? You're spending like $200 for dinner and you're not even talking to each other? You know, it could have been two strangers sitting at the same yeah. table. And even yeah. if it would have been a stranger, you're more likely to interact with a stranger than with your own spouse. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this stuff doesn't make much sense to me, but that's the way it is in our society. Exactly. About a minute left, Father. Maybe give us a little preview for the, the third volume upcoming in your cookbook series. Well, the third volume is going to be actually quite large. This one, the current one, has 483 entrees in it. And the next one will probably have about 1,000 dessert recipes nice. in it. And so they're going to be all cheesecakes, cakes, pies, you know, as, as well as ethnic desserts and, and whatnot with, with that. But one thing I'd like to mention before we, we end here is sure. it's available at, at Hurley's in Fargo, but some of your listeners are not in 
the Fargo mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. It's also available through Leaflet Missile in St. Paul and St. Patrick's Guild in St. Paul. There's three loca- three bookstores that are selling it. That's that's great, Father Damon. We appreciate that. Well, Father Father Damon, we certainly appreciate all you're doing, and, and thank you for using your gifts of food and faith and family, I guess I could say, if I could use three Fs, and fun. Let's throw a fourth one in there, right? Because it is fun. I mean, you mentioned how you and Rayanne had so much fun preparing this. Uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you for sharing your gifts, and thank you for putting out these cookbooks. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. We appreciate that. Up next... We're ready for our 10-minute tour of area happenings. Later in the show, Mike Hagstrom and some of the Shanley students from Fargo will dive deeper into the beauty of volunteering and how they're furthering the kingdom of God right in the community. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at those three right now, and they're ready to go in just a few minutes. This is Tim Moser. You're tuned into Real Presence Live from the Great Plains Food Bank in Fargo, North Dakota, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host, coming at you from the Great Plains Food Bank on 3rd Avenue North in Fargo, North Dakota. would like to thank Father Damien Schell for sharing his great, great faith, food, family, fun recipes with us. He actually has uh, two cookbooks out. You can get it at Hurley's and a couple other places, Leaflet Missile, I remember. And uh, he's going to come out with a third one. Over a thousand desserts, people. 
Mm, mm, mm. Makes my mouth water just thinking about it. Well, now, what does that mean? That's right. We're going on our 10-minute tour. This is going to be a listing of things in our area that you might want to go to. First, we encounter and indulge. We're talking with Bobby Myers from Rapid City, South Dakota. Welcome, Bobby. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Go ahead and hit us with your awesome event. It sounds just divine. All right. Yes. Uh, Friday morning. It's the last one this Friday uh, from 7.30 to 11.30. Uh, like you said, we have our encounter and indulge with the 7.30 a.m. Mass, followed with the Holy Hour. We'll squeeze in the morning prayer, and then we'll go downstairs, have a breakfast, and then after breakfast, we have a fun activity. And I said to the kids that the very last one, we're going to be going to Flags and Wheels and racing some race uh, go-karts. So that's what we're doing this Friday. That sounds pretty cool. So encounter and indulge, us, is, is that kind of the theme? Tell us about that theme. I like that. Exactly, yeah. It's our second year here at St. Therese doing it. Um, I just know that uh, the relationship with Jesus, that it's an encounter. It's a one-on-one with the Eucharist. And then the indulging part, um, if you've ever seen middle school, high school kids eat, that's a pretty good word for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I kind of tied it together, and uh, like you said, encounter and indulge. It kind of says it all on the line there, but yeah. No, that's that, that's that's a great that's a great uh, uh, title. I love that, and I think indulge is a nice way to say you know that what, what happens with these ravenous. I mean, with these wonderful young people, right? That's great. Again, if, uh, contact Bobby. How do they contact you? Yes, uh, my cell phone six zero five three eight one zero zero five three. Again, that's six zero five three eight one zero zero five three. All right, that's, that's Encounter in an Adult St. Therese Parish, Rapid City, South Dakota. This Friday is the last one. Thanks so much, Bobby. We appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, Tom. Fantastic. You guys have an awesome morning. God bless. You betcha. All right, our next event. KC's Men's Backyard Barbecue in Virginia, Minnesota, up there in the Iron Range. All men are invited to attend the Knights of Columbus Backyard Barbecue on Wednesday, August 14th. Join us for Mass at the Holy Spirit Church in Virginia at 515, and then, weather permitting, come over for some great food, fun, and fellowship. Bring a dish to share and some friends. For more information, call or text Paul at 218-464-8385. So, in Virginia, Minnesota, the KC's Men's Backyard Barbecue. Everyone's invited. Knights of Columbus Backyard Barbecue. It's Wednesday, August 14th. I love backyard barbecues, by the way, don't you? They're awesome. Mass First, Holy Spirit Church in Virginia at 515, and then come over for some great food, fun, and fellowship. So it's faith, food, fun, and fellowship. Bring a dish to share and bring some friends. For more information, call or text Paul at 218-464-8385. Next, Post-Abortion Care Group for Women in Fargo. Project Rachel, a great, great uh, opportunity, offers post-abortion support group for women who have begun their healing journey either through the Sacrament of Confession or a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. The group meets the fourth Monday of every month at a designated location in the Fargo area. These monthly gatherings consist of a half-hour meditation before the Blessed Sacrament, followed by a time for sharing. It's confidential and confidential registration is required. To register and to learn the location, please call 844-789-4829. I've talked with uh, some women personally who have gone to Project Rachel. They love it. It really has helped them start again. There is forgiveness. 
And if you call 844-789-4829, you can confidentially register for one of these meetings. So you can please check that out. All right. A parish cluster picnic at St. Lawrence in Duluth. We have Daniel on to talk about that. Daniel, tell us about this great event. Yes, we're um, having our parish cluster picnic. Um, it's happening this Sunday, August 11th, um, here in Duluth at the Wheeler Athletic Complex, right next to Wedge. Uh, so we're going to start with an outdoor mass, 10 a.m., and then uh, directly following mass, we're going to have uh, a picnic. Um, and so uh, the Ninth of Columbus Council of uh, St. Lawrence and St. Joseph and the Friars of the Floyd family are going to be uh, providing hot dogs, burgers, cups, all the sides. We're going to have a beer and wine tent, uh, so that'll be really fun. Um, and then we're also going to have uh, a couple of different music sets. So the Ali Aliyah Band will be playing, and then uh, Reggie Ducote are also will, will be playing. Um, and then we're also just going to have a bunch of games in uh, like the outfield of the fields. Um, so we're going to have uh, a, a bunch of beanbag uh, corn rolls going on. Um, so people are uh, people are welcome to, to bring their pets. And uh, we're planning to fill the entire field with uh, some beanbags. And then we're going to play some pickup softball. So people are invited to the softball equipment. Um, and then also there's any other you know yard games that they have. Um, so yeah, we're just going to have you know, food, music, games. Uh, and then uh, also the entire event. So, um, so we're going to have a plus and mass and then a free little offering, but the entire event is free. So we just ask people to bring their own um, so they can have, have a place to sit and mass. Uh, and then the, the picnic. So. Wonderful. So this Sunday, August 11th, Church of St. Lawrence in Duluth, Parish Cluster Picnic, Mass at 10, followed by all sorts of lunch, games, and all that kind of things, right? Yep, absolutely. Bring your own chair for Mass. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for letting us know about it. It sounds like a great, great event. We're praying for good weather. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Next, Our Lady of the Lakes Magnificat Tour in Walker, Minnesota. Our Lady of the Lakes Magnificat in Walker, Minnesota invites you to a dinner on Friday, August 16th at 6 p.m. and a breakfast on Saturday, August 17th at 9 a.m. at St. Agnes Parish in Walker. Father Greg Paffel will share his testimony on Friday night and will speak about the Divine Mercy on Saturday. Both men and women are invited to hear Father Greg. The dinner costs $20 and the breakfast is $15. Call Lori Henning at 218-507-0953 to reserve your place. Again, that's Our Lady of the Lakes Magnificat Dinner in Walker, Minnesota. This Friday, Friday, August 16th at 6 p.m. is the dinner. And breakfast is Saturday, August 17th at 9 a.m. Father Greg's going to share his testimony Friday night and Divine Mercy on Saturday. Both men and women are invited to hear Father. The dinner costs $20. The breakfast is $15. Call Lori Henning at 218-507-0953 for more information. We also have now St. Hildegard's Church Fall Dinner. Oh, the Church Fall Dinners are starting. I love it. And Minokin, North Dakota. All are invited to St. Hildegard's Fall Dinner. Dinner is going to be served from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can enjoy homemade sausage, roast beef, coleslaw, mashed potatoes and gravy, pies, and more. There will be a raffle prize at 4 p.m. The meal cost is $12 for adults, $5 for children ages 4 to 10, and children under age 3, sorry, 3 and under, 
are free. So come join us for food, entertainment, and a raffle. That's St. Hildegard's Fall Church Dinner in Minokin, North Dakota, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. All right. And the cost is $12 for adults and $5 for children, 4 to 10. And children under 3 are free. Come join us for food, fun, and entertainment. All right. Well, that wraps up our 10-minute tour today. We feature it on every Real Presence Live. If you'd like your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we would be happy to feature it. Well, coming up next, sitting right in front of me, we have Mike Hagstrom, Mary, and Rebecca. They're going to discuss the goodness of service, and it's important in the lives of students. And later, we're going to hear from more from Father Tad Paholchuk on the truth and goodness of the nature of human life and what happens if we disrupt God's plan for life. I'm your host, Tim Moser, coming at you live from the Great Plains Food Bank on 3rd Avenue North in Fargo. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Attend a Catholic United Financial Workshop with Brian Zitzman, your local Catholic United rep on end-of-life issues from a Catholic perspective. Our speakers will discuss Catholic Church teachings on health care directives, protecting human dignity, and end-of-life financial issues. The free workshops will be at 7 p.m. on August 20th at St. Clara Parish in Clara City, August 28th at St. Joseph Parish in Montevideo, and September 4th at St. Andrew Parish in Granite Falls. Text WORKSHOP to 1-800-568-6670 to save your seat. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu nurses. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Wow, I love that. That's the first time I've heard that when I've been hosting. That's crazy. It sounds like, uh, well, anyway, we all know what that sounds like. It's great. My name's Tim Moser, your host here on today's Real Presence Live, coming at you live from 3rd Avenue North in Fargo, North Dakota, the Great Plains Food Bank. 
Well, we would like to welcome to the show Mike Hagstrom, who is president of St. Saint John Paul II Catholic Schools in Fargo, and also Mary Noah and Rebecca Kerner. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Hey, no problem. That's great. That's great. Well, Mike, thanks for being with us. I'd like to thank Mary, of course. Mary, you're going to be a 2019 grad. So you just graduated, yep, right? just this past year. So what are your plans now? I'll be at Concordia College, Moorhead, this fall. So Super excited about I'll it. I'll have to look out for you, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, stop by and see me. It'll be great. It'll I will. Be, yeah. Is your mom still working there? Yeah, she is. Okay. Yeah, she loves it. Good, good. That's great. And Rebecca, you graduate this next year, correct? Yep, I do. Wonderful. Do you have any plans post uh, Shanley yet? I'm thinking about going to MSUM with my sister. So, yeah, Wonderful. she goes to school there too. So. Okay, you got to keep her in line, huh? Yeah, you're I gonna mean, get extra pay from your parents for that, or I might. You okay. never know. See that? That would be <laughs> great. That would be great. Well, this is wonderful. Well, Mike, uh, let's start with you. Uh, Volunteer at the Great Plains Food Bank. I know you guys have done that for a while. Of course, many, many great things you do. Uh, tell us how that strengthened the mission of JP2 Catholic Schools. Well, first, thanks, Tim, and uh, to Real Presence Radio for the opportunity to highlight this core value of service for us. Um, we've been the Shanley Deacons for 85 years. Wow. In the fall of 1934, we were named the Deacons, and mm-hmm. comes from the Greek meaning a servant or one who serves. Perfect for our volleyball team, too, isn't it? You know, the Serving. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I give you a check mark for that. I love that. <laughs> thanks, Tim. But um, <laughs> it really is a part of our atmosphere environment. Um, Athos at Shanley High School is, is service and, and training and service servant leaderships and and through fill the dome and and, and through the work uh, with great plains food bank through fill the dome but many other times as well during deacon days and other other students at various levels in our school system get an opportunity to be here on this site and what great work great plains food bank does for coming to the aid of our neighbors in need and 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 literally um, the, the advantage we have is that we can align that and connect that with following christ himself and serving christ in our neighbor in need so it's, it's been a phenomenal thing. The Fill the Dome in particular, um, I think there have been 12 of them now. And to see the young people lead and organize, this is their idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't student council advisors that came up with this idea and uh, wrote a program. It was simply the students brainstorming, and we can do this, and let's fill up the dome. And uh, it's been a tremendous success ever since. So 12 years, Mike, huh? Right. Coming to year 13, and uh, it truly has been a, a student-led, student-organized um, e- event, and it, it's just brought so much good to our entire region. Sure, absolutely. We're talking with Mike Hagstrom and Mary and Rebecca here, one graduated Chandler student, one going-to-be-graduated student. You know, you heard uh, Mr. Hagstrom talk. You probably call him Mr. Hagstrom. Oh, no, that you're graduated, maybe you call him Mike. Anyway, you heard, <laughs> him t- you heard him talk about Fill the Dome. And, of course, Mary, you were involved with that. Tell us about what it's all about and how that affected you and your classmates. Sure, I'll give you the full rundown. You go for it. Um, it's actually kind of funny because... I graduated 12th grade or whatever, so I've had Phil the Dome in my life oh. most of my years through See the school that. network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but Phil the Dome, we just found out this past year, is the largest student-led student food drive in the world, actually. Nice. Um, something we're very proud of. And obviously the aim is to literally fill the Fargo Dome with food donations. So it is coming up on its 13th year. It's run by a group of 22 high school students. Um, and we also have some college, college advisors who also helped with it when they were in high school. Um, but those high schoolers work year round to contact over 50 schools that are involved and then tons of businesses uh, who support it with their time, money, and talents. Uh, and everything goes right back to the Great Plains Food Bank. But the food bank allocates all of the food and money to the food pantries outside of 
well, all over North Dakota and then Western Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So it really is like localized. So it's fun when students know exactly where their food's going. And the Great Plains Food Bank is really great about keeping us all involved with the whole process of that too. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to be on the board for the past two years. It's been yeah. absolutely wonderful. Some of my best friends are on it too. Um, people I didn't even know before the opportunity arose to go on the board. Um, and then overall, as a community throughout these 12 years, we've raised over 2.3 million pounds of food and then well over half a million dollars, which is really cool knowing that it's the hands of the students in their own community doing that. Uh, so just in short, it's just a bunch of high school kids getting together to change the community. And it's been going on for quite a while now. Yeah, just to change the community a little bit, like a couple million pounds of food you or know, half a million yeah. bucks. That, that's all, just a little thing. Yeah, yeah just the little things. <laughs> Mary, that, that's awesome. Thank you for that. That's, the, those numbers are, are astounding, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, just, it's a great testament as to what can happen when people get together with great ideas like you students. That's wonderful. Well, Rebecca... Hi. You've uh, kind of taken part in some of these things as well, filling the dome and other mm -hmm. events. To me. Tell us a little about service and what, what it means to you and how it helps you as a student and as a person. I would say I feel like service like means to me to like fully give of myself just for the benefit of my community and like the betterment of others in general. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a wonderful way to bond with the kids in my community, the families, and just like generally the people, which I think is really cool. And then also serving others has always been just a great way to bond with my fellow classmates too. Like Mary said, with Fill the Dome, just working with everybody through like, like throughout the Fargo-Moorhead area and all the different schools to come and come together at, for Fill the Dome and do that together is so meaningful. And then of course just like the general meaning is like the relation with everybody and yeah, and getting the community and helping each other is really important. Mm, so. That's great. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah. You know, Mike, it, it, obviously, as I'm sitting here, it's got to be exciting to work with all the, these young people, you know, and, and the great ideas they have, the energy they have, their, their heart for service. Maybe talk a little bit about how education really is an in, and service is kind of an integral part of your education, isn't it? It is. We're total person is mm, part of our mission yep. to, to inspire excellence by teaching the total person, which includes the social dimension, the religious dimension, the faith-based dimension, and to foster the following of Christ. And so um, to see students um, putting their faith into action. You spoke in the previous uh, segment of Father Krebs and how people want to see the joy, the love, the happiness mm -hmm. manifested, visible. And we see that in our service projects and in particular through Fill the Dome. I know um, St. Teresa of Calcutta said the gospel could be summarized in five words. You did it to me. And she points to her five fingers. And Matthew 25 of translating, um, of coming to the aid of our neighbor in need. Mm -hmm. And um, that is a powerful form of evangelization, powerful form of uh, growing in discipleship. And I'm grateful for opportunity opportunity our students have to do that. Wonderful. We'll talk with Mike Hagstrom, Mary Noah, and Rebecca Kerner from Shanley about service, filling the dome, all these kind of great things in education. Mary, tell us a little more about what it meant to you to participate in those service projects and how it's going to impact you going forward because we do service at Concordia too. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I've looked into it. I'm Good. super excited. Um, so I could, Mike, Mike said it very well. Oh, that's too weird. Mr. Hagstrom said it very well. <laughs> um, so service was built into like the curriculum and then also the culture of all the JP2 schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it comes naturally to a lot of the students who roll through Shanley. Um, but it's a great practice of self-giving. It just starts being taught to us at a younger age. But in high school, you really get to explore like seeking out service yourself. And I think that's really important 
to teach students not just to like serve but to want to do that mm -hmm. um so i left shanley with a great love for philanthropy and self-giving but it's grew due in great part to the example from all the peers and predecessors at shanley and the great t tradition it has as far as the long-term effects um in the next part of our journeys after shanley i think i speak for every graduate when i say that once you're a deacon you're always a deacon mm -hmm. um it's just kind of a part of who you are as soon as you've passed through the catholic school system um and I think it's a really, a really standout thing mm -hmm. for all of us from the JP2 system. Um, so personally, yeah, I've already started digging around at Concordia to see what volunteer opportunities there are. And fortunately for me, I have some older sisters, uh, right. one of whom graduated from Shanley. So mm -hmm. she's kind of paving the way for me already. Excellent. Um, but so. then also service is always a good place to fall back on. And mm -hmm. you can rely on finding good quality people later in life if you seek out volunteer opportunities. Absolutely. Rebecca, we've spoken about the joy in service. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. I, like, I was thinking about it, and I feel like what brings me joy the most is just to help someone like me in the community and just relate with that person and just help the community in any way. And I think there's just so many people in our daily lives that we don't even like think about or know that they need help, and just reaching out and like saying, hey, I'm here is just really important to make that relationship with people and like making a change even in like the littlest ways whether it's even just helping at our schools that would be that's like the awesomest way to help and just to help with people that you know or even reach out so I, just knowing that i'm making someone's day a little bit brighter brings joy to me so mm. yeah wonderful Mr. Hagstrom, you must be pretty proud of these young students and all the student bodies at St. John Paul II Catholic Schools. Indeed. take great pride in uh, what our students do, what they learn, and the, uh, the involvement of our families and our, our staff members as well um, as a whole community. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. Mike Hagstrom, Mary Noah, Rebecca Kerner, we thank you so much for being here. And go Deacons. Keep that service up. Thanks, Tim. Thank right. Thanks so much. Coming up, Father Tad Baholchuk and what it means to be Catholic and what it means to have God's plan for life. You're listening to Tim Moser. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, awesome. this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to thank Mike Hagstrom, Mary Noah, and Rebecca Kerner from JP2 Catholic School for being with us last segment talking about service. It was awesome. And now we'd like to welcome to the show Father Tad Paholchuk. He is the National Catholic Bioethics Center Director, and he's going to share about advancement, quote-unquote advancement, composed many dangers. It's always a two-edged sword. Welcome, Father Tad, to the show. Thank you very much, Tim. You betcha. So, 2018, we see the first gene-edited babies, now editing genes. So, tell us what does that even mean for our listeners? Well, this means that they have taken human embryos, and they have basically tinkered around with the genes, and conferred new properties onto these embryos so that when they grow up, these embryos will have genes that they did not naturally have. And the particular type of manipulation that they ended up doing was they put in a gene that should confer resistance to the AIDS virus. And, you know, that sounds like a good thing. You say, oh, well, gee, they're making the child not susceptible to that virus, that sounds like it's all pluses, it's all good. But it turns out, of course, that whenever you go in and and make a change like this, there are bound to be other unanticipated effects that follow from that kind of uh, genetic manipulation. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit, Father, because I think one of the biggest questions I think most people have are what therapies, what things are licit, you know, what types of things, and what types of things are not? Because when you're messing around, it's like you said, some of this can be good, but some of it is terribly bad. So talk a little bit about that, if you please. Sure. I mean, I think the key point to remember here is that, you know, let's say you have sickle cell anemia, Tim, and Mm -hmm. we go and we say, well, how about if we take out some of Tim's blood cells and we change the genes in those so that we can then put them back into Tim's body, and his body will not have any more those sickle-shaped blood cells, but now they'll be nice and round, just like a healthy person. Well, we'd all say, well, that's clearly a good kind of genetic manipulation to be able to do it right in one person, and it provides direct therapeutic benefit and you know gives them an improved state of health. So that kind of thing is not going to raise fundamental moral objections. But the kinds of changes that we're talking about here 
where we have these gene-edited babies in China, those changes are permanent, and it, when those little girls grow up, if they get married and have children of their own, those changes will be passed to their children. So we have made a modification not just, you know, to your body, Tim, which will stay with you, but now to all future generations of humanity, we've introduced the change into the gene pool, potentially. So that's a big deal, and those kinds of changes we don't want to be making willy-nilly. We don't want to be making them when we don't know what are some of the secondary effects that are likely to follow. And just to give you an example, I mentioned for these Chinese girls who had this gene change, yes, they will probably be immune from infection by the AIDS virus, but scientists are realizing this may actually increase their susceptibility to infections from other viruses, non-AIDS viruses. So, you know, it's never as kind of clear and clean cut as people sometimes propose it to be. And we have to, especially when we're talking about changing the whole future gene pool, be exceedingly careful and Furthermore, I mean, there, there's one more angle here that immediately comes to the surface, which would be this requires experimenting on not just one human being, like in the case of changing your blood cells. You actually have to line up potentially dozens of human embryos. You make the changes. You discard some of them that don't receive the changes appropriately, and you do some implantations. Other embryos die this is a very, very high rate of loss and of basically harming a number of human beings in order to end up with maybe one or two survivors at the end of the process. So it's got, you know, all kinds of ethical gravity, gravitas, as we say, and concerns here that we uh, simply cannot uh, brush under the rug. Right. We're talking with Father Tad Baholchuk of the National Catholic Bioethics Center. You know, what comes to mind, Father, you know, we as Catholics, and maybe just a minute on this, if you would, two documents come to mind, Donum Vitae and then, of course, the dignity of the human person, you know, kind of hand in hand. Our church has really thought these things out, haven't they? And maybe just a word about how we can listen to the church when it comes to these matters. You're right that the church has thought these matters through, uh, and I would say considered these issues even before they were in the public limelight. So cloning, for example, when Dolly the sheep was cloned, everybody started talking about, oh, what about cloning humans? You know, are we going to be doing this? Is this allowable? The Church already had addressed this a few years earlier and said this is not the kind of activity that should ever be carried out in human beings, and explain the reasons and so on. So that's a real advantage for us as Catholics, that these issues are considered, reviewed, studied, and there are teachings that then are made available to us by applying the timeless principles, uh, you know, that, that uh, undergird our faith, principles like the respect for life, principles like recognizing the dignity of every individual human, uh, etc., and then how do you apply those in specific settings of science, research, or the clinic. So it's really a great blessing that we find uh, to have the Church available in this way. And I know when I've spoken with Protestants that some of them express their frustrations 
uh, you know, I remember one time when the whole stem cell issue was was kind of blowing up, and I was involved with the debate. One of the uh, Episcopalian ministers said to me, "You know, I admire the fact that Catholics have such clarity because I'm on a board that is trying to determine." about these issues within the Episcopalian Church, and we just go around in circles. We just talk in circles and don't ever, you know, get anywhere on these matters. So I think it's something for Catholics to be thankful for, that, you know, we have this degree of clarity uh, and, you know, fidelity to these guiding principles and goods that we are seeking to safeguard. Absolutely. Talking with Father Tad Baholchek from the National Catholic Bioethics Center. And I may add, Father, we're thankful to you and the National Catholic Bioethics Center for digging into these documents and thinking about, and bringing this truth to the people, because that, that, that's so valuable. And we want to thank you for that. Speaking of that, you have a great, great event coming up here at the University of Mary uh, in just a few days, right? That's correct. Friday and Saturday, so just a couple days from now, uh, we have a seminar, and this is an annual seminar that we do where we have several speakers from the National Catholic Bioethics Center uh, hosted at the University of Mary, and we cover a range of different topics. Some of the ones that you and I have been talking about on this interview, touching on biotechnology and some of the bioethical issues, manipulating human embryos, stem cells, things like, what about test tube babies? Is that something that Catholics should be doing or not? And if not, why not? Uh, issues, what about at the end of life? You know, my, my mom is dying, and we're trying to figure out whether we have a moral duty to put her onto a ventilator in this particular set of circumstances. How do we know how to proceed here? This is a difficult family matter. We're having some back and forth among different siblings about how to proceed. Well, we will be addressing those kinds of questions. Uh, issues surrounding, for example, brain death. What does brain death mean? What are some of the components of correctly diagnosing this, and also what about donating organs? What does the Church teach about donation of your organs after you die? Is that okay or not? What about if I want to donate my body to science? Would that be allowable? What are the conditions, you know, that are needed in order to be able to do that, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So we'll be covering a lot of ground uh, during these two days of Friday and Saturday, this is at the University of Mary, and I would strongly encourage people to uh, check into this. They can check on our website, which is ncbcenter.org, ncbcenter.org, and look under our Education tab and find further information about these seminars that we'll be offering uh, this coming weekend. Father Tab, you got about two minutes left or a little less. I remember I was at your presentation in Fargo that you did a little bit of end-of-life issues. As you go around the country, a minute and a half, I know that's very little, what, are, what is one or two things you'd really want to get across to our listeners that are so important to really watch and keep an eye on? Well, I would say certainly it's important for Catholics to form themselves around these issues. I think what happens in some families when you talk about end-of-life situations is it's sort of thrust unwittingly onto them. And they're like, oh my goodness, what do I do here? How do I figure this out? I would mention, for example, that we do offer a free consultation service through the National Catholic Bioethics Center here in Philadelphia, and people can find information about that on our website. And we assist families and individuals who maybe are dealing with this for the first time. 
you know, the question about a feeding tube, or as I mentioned earlier, the ventilator, or, you know, what about this surgery? Is it heroic, or is this something reasonable? And I just need somebody to talk this through with. Uh, we have uh, ethicist who's on duty each day that people can avail themselves of that. But attending a seminar, like I'm mentioning, gives people some tools to be able to quickly uh, understand some of the basic principles and be more familiar with Catholic teaching around these very, very important issues. Wonderful. Well, Father Tad, we want to thank you for your time and thank you for the great work you're doing and encourage our listeners August 9th and 10th at the University of Mary. Check it out, ncbcenter.org. I was just on the website. You can get more information, ncbcenter.org. Thank you so much, Father Tad, and God bless you. Well, thank you. Great to be with you, and God bless you, too. All right. Thanks so much. That's Father Tad from the National Catholic Bioethics Center. Wow, Aaron, that was a that was a quick two hours, wasn't it? It went by way too quickly. <laughs> That's awesome. Why don't you uh, let our listeners know what's coming up on our next Real Presence Live? Absolutely. We're going to be coming to you live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Heather Caro and Mike Kidrowski will sit down with Joe Rutten on the Faith and Business. And note, faith being the first mm-hmm. word in that conference. We'll be talking about that. Then we'll have Father John Rutten on for Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 Central. We'll also have Father James Mason from the Diocese of Sioux Falls to talk about the heart of virtuous leadership. We'll also take the 10-minute tour of local events. We've got Mike Kudrowski talking about the heart of your legacy, getting to the heart of giving. And we'll also have Flo Freet talking about it's not just business, it's uh, loving those who you serve and living charitably in the business world, how we do that. All this here right on Real Presence Live. It's going to be a great show. Sounds good, Aaron. We appreciate that. How's that young one of yours doing now? You know, he's doing great. He's crawling around and just getting into everything. He's great. He's he's a, a bundle of joy. It is. It's a fun time in life, a very busy time, you know. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, our our little one's uh, uh, sick, so I, I was up a lot of last night with them, but so was my oh, no. wife. But, you know, it's a labor of love, isn't it? Really, right. it, it is, you know, so I appreciate that. Well, Aaron, thanks again so much for what you're doing. We appreciate it, and uh, thanks again for producing Real Presence Live. Well, thank you, Tim. It's a blessing. All right. That's great. Well, again, we'd like to thank the Great Plains Food Bank here. Again, I look out over 36,000 square feet. Of, uh, of food and supplies. It, it's amazing what what they do. And again, they supply, you talk about a food pantry, there's mobile food pantries. They supply all of North Dakota and Western Minnesota. And uh, we'd encourage you to t- look into volunteering. You've heard it all throughout. Volunteer, give of yourself. Be a servant. Don't have people serve you. And as I said earlier in the show, two hours a week. If you're not doing anything, two hours a week seems to be the sweet spot. If you're doing more, that's fantastic. We, we certainly encourage you to continue to do that. And again, one other thing on my mind is bioethics. Learn about these life issues. The church teaches about it. The church has great wisdom in this. So please make yourself armed with knowledge and love for this. Well, it's been fun on Real Presence Live. Again, we'd like to thank the Great Plains Food Bank here on 3rd Avenue North in Fargo. Please go out. Please check an opportunity to volunteer. Please stay close to your faith. And please do everything you can to be a follower of Christ. Thank you, and God bless you.
This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.